hello and welcome. It's Mark and it's Trucking Answers, the podcast. I'm Mark, your podcast host with my co-host Gracie. And this has been voted already the best trucking podcast on the internet, according to a poll I just made up for this uh, right now. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. I want to do a couple channel shout outs on the ch- on the show here. If you're over on YouTube, hey, go check out the 18 Wheel Chef and Trucking with Diabetes. How about that? Cooking in the truck, food reviews, some uh, an excellent bison burger. I didn't know you could do that in the truck. That's more than I cook at home. That's pretty amazing. So for those of you that don't know, my name is Mark and I host uh, Trucking Answers on YouTube. Also, truckinganswersnation.com, a website that goes along with it. So I hope you'll come over there and check that out. I do a live show every Monday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So come on over and join the fun and uh, bring your roller wiener with you. Today's quote of the day, every human has a finite number of heartbeats. Don't waste them. All right, that was said by Neil Armstrong, and I couldn't agree more. You know, whatever you're going to do, get to doing it because you don't know how much time you have left. Could be today. Could be 20 years. All right, so get going, leave a legacy, do something meaningful. Today, uh, starting out with some uh, trucking news. We're going to do some trucking news, some entertainment. So I got some automotive news, a lot of electric news today. I don't know why. And uh, the reasons why we're not on Mars. All right, so so, uh, settle in, get that seatbelt on, and uh, let's put it in the big hole and get on the big road. So the uh, autonomous future of trucking, that was in the news this week because... They floated, they, the government, floated a thought balloon, right? An idea. They're like, let's put this out there and see what happens. What do you think about that? All right, so that's what they did. And what they're talking about is changing the hours of service for drivers that drive in an autonomous truck. Because to start out, an autonomous truck is not going to drive itself from dock to dock. All right, it's only going to be able to do the road, the interstate, basically, kind of like uh, you know, GM's Super Cruise. I don't know if you know how that works. In uh, It's in some Cadillacs. It's also in the Bolt, so uh, which is a Chevy. So what Super Cruise does, there's a little thing on the top of the steering wheel, and it looks at your eyes. So it watches you and has infrared in that to make sure that you're looking at the road is the idea, so you're not messing around or whatever. You're in the back seat. But also, Super Cruise only will drive the car on pre-planned roads that General Motors has already mapped. Okay, so that's how Super Cruise works. On roads that it doesn't map, it turns off. So you can't use it just going down, uh, you know, Aunt Matilda's, uh, you know, dirt road to her uh, shack in the in the backwoods. It doesn't work there. I don't know why Aunt Matilda doesn't get a better house. Too. She really needs a move. We've been telling her that. Come on, Aunt. Get out of there. So I think that's how semis will start as well. It'll be on pre-mapped roads where they already know the road and everything like that. Well, to get it to that road somebody's got to drive it and initially the public and really everybody is not going to tolerate a semi without anybody in it if they know anything about it so the easier way to get them into you know society kind of merge them in merge that's good <laughs> so, I, I amused myself to merge them in will be to have a driver drive it from you know the dock to the interstate and then once the super cruise type of thing is available it probably won't be called super cruise cadillac will probably be writing me a letter now um they will uh it'll you'll be able to engage that you go okay so it's super cruise available and uh you turn it on 
and the truck will start driving itself basically well what they're talking about at the government is okay now these hours where the truck is driving itself they either won't count or they'll count less or if you have one of those trucks you'll have a longer day possibly you're talking about maybe okay now you can have a 16 hour day now you can have uh, you know a 17 hour day and uh, you know maybe 13 driving hours because some of the hours will be taken over by the truck so what will happen is some drivers that are by themselves will basically become super singles so maybe you do 3500 maybe you do 4000 4500 miles by yourself in a week because the truck can do a lot of the driving for you and with the different hours of service this would be something that could happen it could well when will this gonna happen well i don't know i mean they're working on it right now cnn had a story just today about you know the driver shortage which is not true of course and uh, you know how waymo and all these other companies are trying to get these trucks on the road so I think it could happen. And now that they're floating these little trial balloons up about changing hours of service, that's something that could happen. And what the companies will probably do, uh, I can imagine, they'll say, well, you only get paid for the miles that you drive. You know, and look, I'm going to tell you right now, don't tolerate that garbage at all. They make revenue in all those miles. You need to get paid for all those miles. Because you aren't driving, that's not my problem. Again, I'm at work. I expect to get paid. That's what I always say. Always do it for this, too. Uh, when these trucks come out, make sure you get 4,500 miles of uh, pay. They're getting revenue. Okay, they're not running around for nothing. So you need to get the revenue as well. And what they're going to do probably is charge extra. They'll say, well, look, this load's going to go straight through. These trucks are expensive. And so those loads might have some kind of surcharge on them. And you're going to get nothing. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, that's not uh, that's not great. So are you a driver from... Illinois. Are you an Illinois resident? Okay. If you are an Illinois resident and you have a driver facing camera and you work for any trucking company that either is in Illinois or goes through Illinois, it doesn't matter where the company is based. There's a law firm that wants to talk to you. You may be entitled to compensation as the commercials say. Uh, and that is true. And I'll have a contact email in the show notes of this. I also did a video about it on YouTube. So you can go get the contact information from there as well. They think that there is a possibility that there are fines in Illinois. Illinois has unusual laws for the Biometric Privacy Identification Act, the uh, BIPA, Biometric Identification Privacy Act. That works out better that way, right, for BIPA. And they think that, you know, there may be something to do with this. It's worth a shot. It's worth talking to the law firm. You do need to be an Illinois resident and have a driver-facing camera in your truck. can be any company, though. It doesn't matter where they're based. But you do need to travel through Illinois at least part of the time. Okay, let's get these cameras out of the truck. You could be somebody that changes trucking for everybody. For everybody. There's no obligation, and they only collect money if they win the case. So, please, um, if that's you consider writing to them put driver facing camera in the subject and they will be in contact all right so uh that's how that works right there so i'm happy to uh put that out there for them so now do you think that more regulations are how uh things work out do they are they better the more regulations you get and do you think telling somebody not to do something when they already can't do it when they already can't do it, do you think that's going to make them less likely to do that thing? 
right? So there's a driver from Texas whose name I don't remember, and it doesn't really matter. So he gets, he's gotten a letter now, uh, a notice of uh, that he can't drive anymore because he's an imminent uh, hazard to public safety. It must cease immediately from driving a truck. Now get this, this guy, he's had a laundry list of violations. Here's the thing. One of them is he has never received a CDL. In fact, he's never received a car license. He doesn't have a license at all. And I wondered, how does this guy get a job? He must own his own truck. <clears throat> or it must be like his brother's truck or something, right? I mean, who hires you with no license? And that's one of the things that uh, even the worst company is going to say, hey, can we at least see your license? It would seem like. So he must have his own truck. I don't know how you insure it without a license. It's You know, he must maybe he's 1099 with somebody. I have no idea. Look, he's got other violations too, log violations and all kinds of other things. So already you're not allowed to drive, right? And you know that, okay? I don't have a license at all. I can't drive anything, okay? All I can do is rent a spin scooter to get around town. That's it, <laughs> okay? That's the most you could do. And so uh, this guy, he got a notice to stop driving. They're like, already can't drive. They're like, hey, you know what? You can't drive. You really can't drive. Now we're really, really upset about it. And but I, by the way, that second really in the letter was underlined and in bold, bold type. We, stop it. Stop this kind of stupid thing. Arrest this guy. He's been stopped numerous times they had like 25 violations he's been stopped all over the place constantly he's obviously not going to stop driving every time this guy gets stopped that truck should be towed away all right and this guy hauled down to the station for booking okay every time he can't drive the truck i don't know how you let somebody go i never understood that watching even on cops and that when you stop somebody and they don't have a license that vehicle's gonna be towed away Tow it away. You can't drive it. They just let them go. Here's a ticket. No, no, you can't drive because without a license, you don't have insurance. All right. I know at Geico, the only way the car's insured is if I let somebody drive it that has a license. They don't insure people that are not allowed to drive. So, uh, by the way, I saved, uh, I made a phone call, saved 15 minutes, saved a bunch of money just in just 15 minutes. All right. That's awesome. Not sponsored by Geico. Too bad, too. System Transport's going to uh, transport the Capital Christmas tree this year. System transport. Awesome. All right. That's pretty awesome. They don't have a driver uh, notified for it yet, but uh, that's going to be great. They usually put like their newest truck and stuff on it. So congratulations to system transport for uh, hauling the uh, Capital Christmas tree. It always comes out of the Northwest generally, makes its way across the country. That'll be later this year. I think that's pretty awesome. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to see those videos of that stuff. <laughs> it's going to be great. Did you see this too? And I, doggone it, you know, if I was more prepared, this show might really be good. The only good thing about this is you don't have to look at me. You only get me through your ear hole. All right. So um, there was a dump truck. This just was in the news with its bed up. And what I've always said, I drove a dump truck for a little while, many, many years ago. There's no notification on the dashboard, at least when I drove, of the bed being up of the at all. I think if the bed is up at all, there ought to be a light that comes on in the dashboard, a bright light. And then uh, so that you know that it's not completely down. Anyways, this truck driving with the bed all the way up, right? 
Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a mechanical you know, thing or you accidentally leave it up. There should be a notification on the dashboard, a light that goes on. He hit a bridge, okay, a duh, right? He moved the whole roadway of the bridge six feet. Six feet? That's pretty, I gotta say this, that's pretty impressive truck. I couldn't tell, because I only showed it from the back there, I couldn't tell what kind of truck it was. That's pretty impressive engineering of that truck. It moved the whole top roadway six feet. There's a picture of it. It's on I-16 in Georgia, thinking about it, because it's between Atlanta and Savannah, somewhere down there. <clears throat> because uh, you can't go that way anymore. The road's closed. Somewhere It's somewhere in there on 16 on the way to Savannah. Anyways, the roadway has moved six feet. Six feet. The yellow line is way over on the other side of the road. It, it just like slid it off of there. They're going to have to redo it. Knocked it off its moorings and everything. They said they're going to have to redo the uh, whole thing. And moorings sounded kind of boatish to me. I don't know. Kind of like a boat. So that's uh, that was really something. That was really something. Now I have some automotive news here that I wanted to go over. Uh, the F-150 you're, today, actually, uh, as we speak, it is July 16th uh, right now. And today's the last day that you can order an F-150 with a diesel. Did you even know you could get a diesel in it? You could. But Ford did a bad job of this. They would, when you ordered the F-150 with a diesel, you could not get the extended tank with it. You couldn't get the big fuel tank. It's brilliant. Right. Why did they do that? I I think just so that they didn't have to make any more diesels for it personally. But uh, you couldn't get the extended range fuel tank Dodge Ram. Right. And uh, Chevy GM. You could get the extended range fuel tank. and You still can 36 gallon tank with a diesel. Ford didn't let you do it. And by the way, the V6 in it was only one mile per gallon less, although the diesel probably got more uh, fuel mileage than the EPA had on it. That's generally how those go. But you couldn't get the big tank. Today's the last day to order the diesel with it because they're going to the Lightning and all this other electric stuff. And uh, they do sell a lot of the EcoBoost, EcoTurd. Somebody wrote me about that. I think that's a pretty funny way to put it. No more diesel in that. Too bad. So the, I saw a video about a Tesla, of course. And so this person was driving it because it's been hot here. So they're driving it across... Um, death valley and they show the thing it's like 120 degrees out all right and they go let's check this out right so he's driving it and this is a model x okay this is not cheap these things are 80 to 100 thousand dollars they are not cheap it would only go 68 he showed it because of the intense heat that was max he had his foot on the floor it was limiting the speed of it because of the batteries they get so hot the heat just is terrible on a battery heat and cold on batteries terrible just terrible and it just wouldn't go more than 68 and because of the heat it reduces the range of the vehicle okay so he couldn't go to his first destination he had to go to a separate place that was closer but out of the way but less miles from where he was going to go do some charging on the car 45 minutes of charging before he could go on to the destination that he wanted to. And this is the downside of these electric cars so far is that, you know, we don't have enough places to charge them quickly. And now, which I didn't even think about, you know, the the limited speed of the car like that, where it limited it to 68 miles an hour. I really think that's something. 
68 miles an hour. That's not great. That wouldn't have happened with a gas-powered car. Now, that's tough on any car, that heat. But, you know, for that kind of money, I do think it should be able to function at least as good as, uh, you know, a $10,000 car. And people say, well, Mark, what would you get if you had to go long distances in that? What do you think is the best kind of long distance car that's still going to save me a lot of money because I don't want to buy a lot of fuel and I don't want to do all this? Well, you know, I have a thought for you about that. What do you think about this? 2018, it has to be this year because this is the only year you could get it set up like this. Chevy Cruze diesel stick shift with the rs package the only year you could get all those things con combined together okay a diesels come as an lt package and then to slap the rs package which gets you fog lights uh, the car looks better you get different wheels and a couple other things on it but you could only get that set up with the stick in 18 and the stick on the diesel in the cruises gets way better mileage it's rated to uh 52 i think it's rated 3752 but and i'm close on that people report getting in the low 60 mile per gallon 60 to 62 miles per gallon range on the interstate with these uh cruise diesels with the stick so you can expect um an eight to nine hundred mile range out of the car uh, per tank and then of course you can fill up at basically almost any gas station has auto diesel and you fill up for three minutes and you the car is filled back up they'll come with air heated steering wheel heated seats uh they don't give you a remote start with the stick shift which is disappointing but you get pretty much everything else with it you're going to want that stick with that diesel and really since the cruise only has 138 horsepower anyway you're not even losing out on any power i don't actually know the power numbers of the diesel it's close it's close so that's the way to do it and 18 was the only year you could get the rs package with the um with that because in 19 you couldn't get the stick anymore and in 17 which is when the body changed of this car to this body you couldn't get the rs package with it so 18 is the only way to do it look at eight nine hundred mile range it's rated very reliable there really aren't any problems with it so well worth well worth getting and I want to uh, wrap up today with a couple of reasons why we're not on Mars. Why are we not on Mars? Well, I'm going to tell you. Here we go, electric again. There was an article this week written by a reporter who probably has a master's degree in journalism, I'm sure, and had to go do a ton of research about this. They wrote an article about how to charge your electric car when the power grid is down. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you know how you can charge your electric car when there's no power? You don't. <laughs> they said go put it in energy saving mode, basically, and drive to where there's power. Brilliant. Thank you for that hard-hitting article where you researched it. You probably called other scholars and uh, groups in the area and stuff. Yes. So it turns out when there's no power, you can't charge your car. And Look, to be devil's advocate, when there's no power at the gas station, you also can't pump gas either. So, But remember, your gas car doesn't lose any power while it's sitting. There is what's called parasitic draw in an electric car. And depending on what you have turned on, you can expect to lose around 1% of the battery juice per day when the car is not being used and it is not plugged in. So 
Um, because people have talked about this many times. Well, I went to the airport, you know, some businessman, blah, blah, blah. I put on a suit and I have an expensive watch. And I went to the airport at 20%. And I was gone three weeks. I come back, my car was dead. Right. Because people don't realize there's a draw in an electric car. When you sit your car out there, look, my escape sits around a lot. But when I get back in it, it still has the same amount of gas in it that I put in it before. You know, it's on like three quarters now and hasn't been driven in a few days. It'll still be on three quarters when I go out there. So that is another difference that people don't realize in an electric car. If you're going to get it and it not be plugged in and not used regularly, you have a draw in it. And I have another story here about why we're not on Mars. So let's call this guy Ron. Ron's from Maine. And you know he's got a cabin in the woods. Yep. Now, not a creepy kind of cabin, but just a cabin cabin. I actually didn't see a picture of it. It actually might be creepy. There's Stephen King wandering around out there, so who knows what's going on out in those woods. Anyways, he has this cabin he likes to go to every once in a while, but when he goes there, it turns out there's, bunch of, there's been a bunch of vandals. You know, been people vandalizing. He said, I'm, and I, I assume this is how he sounds, there people vandalizing my cabin. Right? So, of course, he did what any person did. He set up a security camera system and that. Oh, wait. Uh, no. Uh, no, he didn't do that. He set up some pistols and hooked them to the doorknobs. That's right. He's like, that's what I'm going to do right here. I'm going to take care of these people. When they open the door, kablammo. Kablammo. Just like that. And it would sound just like that, too. Just like Batman from the 60s. Okay. And so then he left and he's like, all right, but, but he didn't go back to his, <laughs> can't even take it. What do you think, Gracie? What do you think? So he didn't go back to his cabin for a while. And it turns out Ron didn't take his ginkgo biloba. Okay. So he didn't remember. Yep. This is where this is going. This is where this is going. He didn't remember that he set the pistols up when he went back to the cabin he literally shot himself in the face. He's dead. By the way, he's dead. No more. Ron is no more. He killed himself with his own guns. By the way, the police commented that he would have been immediately arrested had, anybody, had he shot anybody like that because you can't booby trap your place with literal death traps. It's not allowed. All right, but... Uh, it didn't matter because he shot himself and he died. He died from it. 60 uh, something, 62 or something like that. Yeah, because he forgot that he put the guns in there. Another reason, folks, that we are not yet on Mars. All right. So look, as I wrap up, if you are a driver who is an Illinois resident, this law firm has contacted me, and you have a driver-facing camera, and you go through Illinois at some point, please contact the law firm. They want to talk to you. There may be monetary compensation. They don't guarantee anything, and they don't get paid until they win. So remember that. Also, there's no obligation. It's worth a shot you could be the one that changes trucking all right so thanks for listening to the podcast i appreciate it so you can get back to your regularly scheduled programming and uh, gracie and i will also do the same i appreciate everyone listening please come to the live show we will see you there 
subscribe to this podcast, of course, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Have a great day.